Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike is qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at ikeisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Hot Springs Village Inside Out, Dennis Simpson, Ike Eisenhower, the man who burned down his own building. Let's hear this story. <laughs> this is that a is fun true. episode, yeah. How many how many chances in life do you have to burn down a building with permission from the fire department? I got to get me one of these gigs. How did you do this? Tell, tell us so, the story. Okay, so when we, um, we bought this land across from Sonic and... Uh, and there was uh, an old restaurant here. At one point, it was the Steakout. Then it was uh, the Bangkok uh, uh, Thai restaurant. And um, anyway, it was this old log building. And and the way that the land was, um, it, the way it was sat on the land, it was kind of like off center. In the driveway that cuts right down the middle of the property was at a slant. And, uh, and so we had to straighten things out to be able to fit everything. And so this building was in the way. And so, uh, so anyway, I had one of my employees, her husband was chief of the fire department at Jesseville. And, uh, and, uh, I said to her, do you think we could burn the building down? And, uh, because you got a quote on what it would take to tear it down. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Terry, I mean, it's logs. I mean, it's like a log building It was heavy logs. It's like, I know it's going to cost a fortune to get rid of it. And so anyway, um, so uh, she asked her husband, he's like, yeah, we could do that. So on a Friday night uh, in, um, you know, probably 2002 or something like that, 2001, 2002, we, uh, we came out one evening and uh, got the fire trucks there. It was about, we, we had to wait till like nine or 10 o'clock at night or something. So the traffic the, would die down. The state farm weenie roast. Yes. And so anyway, um, and so um, the one thing that they uh, they didn't they could not light the match. I had to light the match. So anyway, is, and I is had this to, a liability uh, inter thing with the insurance or yeah, something? Yeah, liability thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it had to be me, you know. And so anyway, um, and it was this building. I mean, I didn't have any insurance on it or anything like that because it's a building. Burned, if, yeah. the, if the thing burned down, it would have been a favor to me. And I was like, why would I insure something like that? So anyway, uh, so I went in there. We went into the kitchen which was uh, full of grease. Oh, um, and also that somebody had been training dogs there too, uh, an obedience school um, for, for a while from the, the guy that I bought the land from. So it smelled lovely. So yeah, it smelled like, uh, it smelled like dog urine and, uh, and grease. And so we went in there and uh, piled a bunch of old cardboard boxes and, uh, and I, I lit, lit it. The smoke started to, uh, rising up in there and that's when we found out how many wasp nests were in the place because they were not very happy and so anyway uh thank goodness the the smoke uh uh dulled their senses a little bit but uh anyway so so we went running out of there and uh anyway it did not take long before that fire ripped through the roof and and uh and that thing burned from about 10 o'clock at night to about two o'clock in the morning before they finally put it out and I would say at that time, probably about two thirds to three quarters of the building was was gone. And so really? anyway, made for a much, much easier cleanup. And uh, and so uh, anyway, but it was a lot of fun. It was uh, well, it was a training so, exercise for the for the fire department, too. Right. Fire department, yeah. yeah. So anyway, and so um, 
I had my daughters and my wife there. And so, so we, we were over at the Sonic watching from across the street. My, A safe uh, distance away from the wasp. My, my older daughter was, uh, she was, she was horrified. She was, she was, and my, my younger, my younger daughter, uh, she thought it was pretty cool. And so we were going over and we were throwing, throwing rocks at the windows, trying to, trying to break the windows and, uh, let some air in there to help, help the fire and everything. And, and, uh, we had cranking on the, on the car radio. We had, uh, talking heads burning down the the house. Oh my God. I love it. Thanks. I, you had shared that one time before we were back in the, in the, uh, the, uh, the little lunchroom you had back there or the meeting room. And I was like, this is a great story. I wanted to hear that and share that oh, with our group. That was a lot of fun. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. It's uh yeah, it's chilly. It's been a chilly week for us. I was actually planning on having Bermuda shorts and no, no, that just didn't work out. That just didn't no. work out this week. Well, well, Brian, Ike, our our brand new sponsor, we're thrilled to have you on board. But but we think you and Clara are the one two knockout punch of advertisers here in the village, and it's a joy to have you. Well, it's uh, look if 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 it's good enough for Clara, it's good enough for me. It's like I always uh, Clara and I always joke with each other. It's like we always see each other at the same things. We always sponsor <laughs> the same things. It's it's uh, you know for. Um, for Clara and, and me, I mean, we're, um, you know, all the sponsorships we do, you know, they, it comes out of our pocket, you know, it's not corporate, it's not corporate funded or anything like that. And so, uh, so for us to be involved in everything, you know, it's, it's, you know, we both feel the same way about being proud to support the community. And, and uh, so, I mean, we have a lot of, a lot of commonality that way. Well, there's a lot of things I say, and and for those that know me by now, there's a lot of things I don't say, but I will make note there's a lot of people in the village that will rah, rah, we're all for the team, we're going to do that, but they just don't quite get their checkbook out, if you know what I mean, Ike, and you and Clara, you get out your checkbook, if you know what I mean. Oh, thanks, Dennis. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, like I say, uh, this, you know, we're... Uh, we're filming this right before Thanksgiving and coming up on things that are, that we're thankful for. And, and hot Springs village, I've been here, um, in a couple of months, it'll be 25 years since really? I moved here and, uh, started this agency and, and, um, uh, we've been very blessed to, to raise a family in this community, to build a business in the community. You know, we've got one of the biggest state farm agencies in the state, one of the most successful state farm agencies in the company. And, um, and it's all because of the blessings we have for being here in Hot Springs Village with, you know, this wonderful area with wonderful people. And and uh, and, uh, you know, so very, very blessed. And so we're just happy to give back, you know, I, you know, and I'll be very frank. I don't think and for the outside viewer, because I realize every time Randy and I made a horrible mistake, I say horrible. We made a big mistake. And that was, oh, we'll make a local podcast. No such thing, apparently. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but all that to say, uh, I, I really don't think you and I, we can we can talk for the next hour and a half and not explain how unique the village is. You, you talk about what a um, frankly a home run you guys have hit with with uh, insurance here in the village. It's the market. It's the people. It's the opportunity. It everything. Right. 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 I mean, it's a it's a total package. Uh, um, a few years ago, I remember we were sitting around talking about the, the lottery got really big, like it did a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about, you know, man, if you won the lottery, where would you move? It's like, I don't think I'd move anywhere. <laughs> like, I, I would travel and see things I want to see, but I like coming home to here, you know. And, uh, and one of the things about uh, like when COVID hit and we're stuck at home and uh, it's like, you know, it's actually kind of nice to, to to enjoy where we live, because you know, rather than rather than go away to have fun, you know, it, it could be worse. It could be worse, yeah. right? Trapped in a right. resort. Oh my God. How terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, well, they still let us golf. Well, exactly. Or, or, or bowl or yeah, go whatever. Away. Yeah. Go to, go to the uh, lake. Yep. Well, I tell you what, let's go in and, and let's chat about, I mean, we, we think about insurance and pardon me, but it's nearly one dimensional. I think of, of home and auto and you know, that that's what it is. So much more, wouldn't you say? And and in these inflationary times, tell me how much more. What is it? <laughs> yeah, well, well, first of all, inflation has has uh, has hit us as well as much as it has hit uh, anybody else. Uh, 
you know, everybody knows if they tried to build a home in the last couple of years, just how much building materials have gone up and, and, uh, see it and, but, and, and, uh, same things happen on the auto side. And so, so on the homeowner side, a lot of people, um, you know, when you look at the coverage amounts on the homeowner's policies, a lot of people don't realize the coverage amount on your house goes, it, it, it goes up as construction costs go up. And so it's, so there's an inflation factor built into your homeowner's policy. So, I mean, there was at one point in 2021 where year over year inflation on homeowners coverage amounts was about 19%. I mean, that's how much things skyrocketed, skyrocketed back then. Now it's calmed down a little bit more. What well, 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 was it? Was it the cost of materials or was it just the value of the homes that they were being built. I mean, I don't understand as much. Cost of materials and, and construction materials and labor and things like that. You know, but mostly, mostly uh, it was shortages of construction materials. Remember, uh, real estate market was really booming back then. Uh, houses are being built, um, you know, uh, at, at a clip higher than it, than we've seen in fifteen years. And and uh, you know, since since the um, the two thousand eight housing uh collapse you know uh it was the the biggest boom in construction you know to uh 2019 2020 still uh there's still inflationary pressures on the upside but it's it's calmed down quite a bit but yeah your homeowner's policy reflects that you know so if you had a two hundred thousand dollar coverage amount you know next next year your house is renewing at like two hundred thirty eight thousand. so uh you know it was it was major major jumps so so how do we protect ourselves here? And, and I, I want to come back to the let's start home, break it down in pieces and start home and sure. come back to auto. But uh, so I, I'm envision I've, I've got a house that's 50 years old. Uh, thank you, Lord. It's a beautiful spot on the lake, like, like your house on the lake. And, mm-hmm. and we're, we're blessed, literally blessed just to be able, mm-hmm. it's not a money thing. It's just to be able to find here and live here. Right. But the value of the land has gone up a little, but the value mm-hmm. of the house sitting on it, maybe 40%, right? True. Um, but, you know, that does, your homeowner's policy doesn't pay for the land. It doesn't, you know, it, it's not a measure of appraisal value. It's a measure of construction cost. Rebuild you know, because, cost, you mean, right? Right. Because if your house burns down, you know, we are concerned about building it back the way it was. So, so anyway, that's, that's why we, uh, that's why we t- uh, tie it to construction cost index. Yeah. Well, how do you, Okay. God forbid, knock wood, uh, God forbid a home burns down and all the possessions therein. Uh, sure. I think I'm like you, Ike. Uh, possessions are nice and they're okay, but they, they're no substitute for our family and and and, and our other facilities. How right. do you, I mean, I'm looking at a couch and a chair and a TV and how do, how do you appraise all that? Do, do somebody have to go through and, and say, I lost a TV, I lost a cabinet, I lost a whatever? I, really? Yes, yes. And and because of that, I, I recommend to everybody, um, take pictures of every room in your house, you know, just just or or videos. And if you if you do a video, you can you can say, hey, I bought this house. Uh, I, mean, I bought this couch 15 years ago for around two thousand dollars. It's a whatever type couch, if you know, you know, you can put as much detail as you can. At the very least, just take pictures of everything in the house. And uh, because. God forbid that time come, you're going to have to inventory what you lost and what you're replacing it with. And so anyway, it's uh, it's not an easy task. You know, for us, we'll have we have claims adjusters that help you with that. You know, uh, we you know, we'll let you take a few shortcuts. You know, we don't make you uh, remember, you know, how many pairs of socks you had in that drawer. You know, you can you can say, uh, you know, I had. Uh, let's say 50 long sleeve shirts and I had um, 12 pairs of underwear, you know, things like that. And, you know, so we don't make you go in that much detail for the big things, you know, the things that are, uh, that are uh, high dollar, harder, harder to replace things like that. You know, if you have pictures, it will really help you uh, get through that process. I mean, just, just think of one shelf in your living room and all the books and knickknacks and everything that are on that shelf and everything and and uh and try to remember everything that you had there um not easy to do if you have a picture it helps a ton 
So anyway, I, I really recommend that because because you do have to do that. We pay replacement cost on your contents. Um, if you don't replace it, it's just actual cash value. So like if you had four TVs, but you're not going to replace one of them, then uh, then we'll pay you actual cash value on that fourth TV, but replace the other the others with brand new TVs. Wow. Okay. I luckily, thank you, Lord. Nothing's ever happened that way. I was just thinking. I have a uh, a buffet in the front hallway, the little vestibule when you come in our home, and mm-hmm. uh, it number one, it's heavy as lead. I can tell you that. But mm-hmm. it's probably 125 years old, maybe 130. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe paid $400 for it. And I'm thinking, you know, in another five years, I may not remember that I paid that money, much money for it. You know, uh, maybe yeah. uh, maybe now's a good time to walk through with the camera and kind of document this was this and this was that and that was this, right? Yeah, it's a smart thing to do. And and uh, I, mean, I think the last time I did it was maybe three years ago. I keep telling people this story and I say, yeah, it's time for me to go get new pictures and uh, and I keep forgetting to go home and do it. <laughs> it, it. It doesn't take very long to do. And, uh, you know, like I say, it, it helps a ton. And, uh, you know, there are some things I mean, um, you know, unfortunately, we've had several fire losses, you know. And, and um, anyway, and I, I know um, since I moved here 25 years ago, I used to say, yeah, I could easily name you 12 house fires that, uh, you know, that have happened here. And, and, uh, you know, since then there've been several others. And so, yeah, I mean, it happens and you, and you need to be prepared for the worst. Well, one of the most recent, and just to show people how it happens, because I hadn't thought about that till you said that, but, uh, over on, Oh, what is, what is the one South of Lake Coronado Mercia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. there was a lightning strike. I mean, who you know well i we're no we're not going to have a fire we're we're very confident we have fire alarms and we're very confident you you, you can't block a, fire, a lightning strike you know it, no. it happens it happens right right well, how does that equate also when we're talking about cars because boy if you think the real estate market's been upside down cars have been even crazier insane right. used car prices you know mm-hmm. a, a 1998 pickup truck with four hundred thousand miles only ten thousand dollars you're like well I sent that to the crusher 10 year to a year ago, two years ago. How mm-hmm. do you, how do y'all compensate for that? Um, you know, your homeowner's policy has it built in because your coverage amount goes up as with inflation, but your auto policy does not. Oh, And so, uh, and so the only way to, to remedy that is to take a rate increase. And uh, you know, all, all of my competitors as well as state farm, we've all taken rate increases this year. And uh, and most of us have more rate increases to come, you know, because uh, we're not done because you just can't keep up with it. I mean, just think of, well, first of all, you have parts shortages. Uh, you, you have um, you have uh, rental cars hard to find. So people are maxing out their rental car coverage. Uh, you know, if you have if you have I mean, we had a customer, uh, poor guy. I mean, had a had a. uh shortage of parts and his car is stuck in memphis for three plus months waiting for a part to to um and and thank goodness he had another car to drive because oh there's a lot of folks out there you know they they max out their their rental coverage and they're still waiting on the cars to be fixed and and it's not their fault it's not our fault it's it's not the shop's fault i mean it's just it's just a shortage of parts you know and so anyway um used cars are just you know, up 40%. Really? Is that, I know, you know there was a number, but 40%. 40%. Yeah. 40%. Do we see, and do we see that changing anytime soon? I know we, we can, we, we know there's more inflation to come. We haven't wrangled it down yet. Yeah. I, well, I think, um, um, recession has a way of settling things like that. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, it's, we're not in the best economic times out there. And so anyway, um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, a lot of it is um, just availability of rental cars. And I mean, the, the supply chain issues, the supply chain issues, uh, you know. So anyway, and uh, and as money gets tight, you know, people don't buy new, they buy used cars. And that puts that puts upward pressure on those prices. So anyway, all that stuff, uh, you throw that all together and, uh, you know, you're looking at, Probably for most companies, you know, twenty percent or so on wow. uh, 
indicated rate needs for um, for um, uh, auto insurance. We we just took a five point two percent in uh, September uh, here at, at State Farm, and we're we're on the low end of the spectrum compared uh-huh. to our competitors. Yeah. Well, no, but, and, uh, and, but and number- five point two percent is probably going not going to be enough to do it. But you know, it's enough to it's enough for us to um, to buy us a little bit a little bit of time while we wait for um, things to settle down in the market, you know? So maybe things will get back to normal a little bit. Normal. That That's a setting on the dryer. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's always come to me. I, what, and, and I love the idea of documenting all your property, the very, very important. And, and I realized there was a time for Diane and I, as we were building a home together of sorts, uh, I realized we would change out furniture every year and a half or two years or whatever. We'd upgrade and move this to a rental or whatever. And I realized I haven't documented that in forever. And, and that's a great suggestion. Uh, yep. As far as, as far as auto, what are the ins and outs of, of picking the right policy? I don't want to pay a high deductible. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm not going to have a wreck. You're not in charge of that, by the way, you don't get to determine that, you know, yeah. No. So, so what's your advice on, on that? How, what's, what's the right, what's the right structure to buy for, for car insurance? Um, I, I said, I think the, first of all, the most important coverage that you have on auto policy is your liability coverage. You know, that's the one that protects you against a lawsuit. So if you get sued for a million dollars, you know, you want to have that kind of protection, uh, should it, should it happen? We've had uh, $3 million plus claims in my agency. One of them, uh, one of them was $1.9 million. Um, he actually had a $2 million uh, liability umbrella policy uh, that that protected him. And we ended up paying every dime of it. Uh, so anyway, that's the most important coverage. Well, you can reasonably me, afford. I apologize. Let me interrupt just for a second, because I, when I was a kid, a million sounded like an incredible amount of money nobody would ever get to. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I remember there was a Saturday Night Live skit with uh, John Belushi back during the inflation period of 76 and 77. He said, you know, I think we're all going to be millionaires if inflation continues at this rate. Just the average (laughs) guy will be a millionaire, you know. True. As these numbers increase, a million is not that crazy out of sight, is it? It's not. It's not. um, Not with medical bills. and had a customer come in. uh, a few months ago, uh, had a lawsuit filed against him for for an accident that happened the year before. Um, he uh, uh, there was multiple cars involved, and just one of the people involved sued him for a million dollars. Just one of them. Just one. and uh, yeah. So anyway, um, you know those things happen. Those things yeah. happen. I mean, the, the guy, the guy with the one point nine million dollar claim, he was he was young retiree, you know, in his sixties at the time, I believe. And, and, uh, you know, statistically maybe the safest driver on the road, you know, uh, you know, guy with a lot of experience, you know, uh, uh, not racing around in his twenties and, right, you know, right, or, right. Uh, or not, not, uh, driving in his, uh, eighties with, with, uh, physical impairments or whatever. I mean, just the, just statistically the safest guy on the road and, and, uh, it happened to him. He hit somebody and on a motorcycle and the guy ended up losing a leg and, you know, we paid $1.9 million and, and, uh, and the guy deserved to get it, you know? And, and there's, that's why they call it an accident. Nobody yeah, meant for it yeah. to happen. The, the guy on the yeah, bike. I mean, the, like, yeah. It, it, yeah. It was, it, it was his fault, but it, but it's the kind of thing that could have happened to any one of us. Well, you know? let, let me let me tell my story just for a second and, and just to give the audience a, a, a background here real quick. Uh, I had, a, I think you don't think you might have mentioned it. I had a policy that it was the best I could find. Uh, and I had shopped around for all of our rentals and our house and our auto and thought I was doing pretty good. And it was farmers, and a, a guy that I met that I'd known online from, from Northwest Arkansas, uh, Jeffrey Daniels, great guy, great guy, no problem at all. And I'm thinking, okay, I got a pretty good deal. I walk in, sit down with, uh, why am I blank on your assistant's name? Who just got her, uh, Joy Pickering, Joy, Joy, Joy. Joy Pickering, sorry. Yeah. She's been with me for 20 years. What was the award she just won? 22 years. Uh, it wasn't an award. She, um, so she's getting registered. She, yeah, she's, she's, uh, working on becoming a registered rep so she can help me with securities products. And oh, really? so she passed, she passed her, uh, uh, securities industry essentials exam, uh, wow. recently. So anyway, I, I, she's. 
few more exams to go, and then she's and then she can be a registered rep and help out. I had a friend, we're going to come back to that in just a minute. I had a friend that did that. And I remember from a Bible study class, and <laughs> man, the amount of time we prayed on that section five, he was working on, man, <laughs> there was yeah. a hard, hard bunch of tests. Not but, an easy exam. Yeah. But, but I say that to say, I came to you guys, true testimonial, sat down, went through all this with joy, saved uh, on everything, $250, $300 a month total or the whole package. And then she leans over and says, you want the umbrella package, don't you? And I'm like, uh, can I afford me an umbrella package or what? <laughs> and she was like, well, it's 20 bucks a year. And I'm like, uh, I'll take two. Yeah. Give me two of the umbrella month, thingies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So tell me about that. How does this work? So the umbrella policy is a policy. Well, the, the reason they call it an umbrella is that it, it protects everything that's underneath it. So that can be your home, can be your autos, could be a rental dwellings, uh, up to four. We can do uh, uh, recreational vehicles, golf carts, boats, uh, you know, things that you would, uh, things that the ordinary person would have liability uh, need to protect. And, uh, and so we, the minimum is a million. Um, more and more uh, in, uh, inflation sets in, the more we're doing $2 million umbrellas or even three or four or $5 million umbrellas. And so anyway, and it gives it gives extra liability coverage. So when the liability coverage runs out on your auto policy or your boat policy or your homeowner's policy, then the liability policy kicks up, kicks in and uh, picks up the rest. And so it gives you that extra layer of coverage. It builds builds a big wall of protection to so that somebody suing you is not going to get after the assets that you need to live on for the rest of your retirement. And, and I don't mean this wrong, but. Isn't that really what we're looking for? Yeah. 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 I always tell people when I'm talking with customers, like, um, if you think you don't need it, Google it. Just find, <laughs> find one article. Find one article that will tell you, no, it's a stupid waste of money. It's like you won't find one. It's like yeah. all the, yeah, I mean, all the articles say, yeah, it's a smart thing to do. So yeah. anyway, yeah. So yeah, Google it. Yeah, yeah that, that is a great idea. Well, well and, and I want to I make note. For the last, oh, what did I start? Um, late 90s, I started working with uh, trial lawyers. Uh, Mike Rainwater, who everybody knows. Uh, Sexton Holt, uh, Duncan Rainwater, all these guys. Gary Green, I, I worked with all these guys. And I did their IT work. Wonderful guys. Love them. Literally love them. Just, just wonderful, great friends. And uh, I remember after a few months of working with all these trial lawyers, I thought, man, they just tell you the worst case scenario about everything, you know, well, you know, if, well, Dennis, yeah, I, I'm considering doing so-and-so. Well, you know, if that breaks, then you'll have to do so-and-so or somebody drowns or if that, and by God, if eventually it doesn't happen, eventually you're like, what, what, how do you, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a group of people that works for your company that people that don't know, need to know. There's a group of people called actuarials. What exactly do they do? Just fill in our, our guest, if you would. So the actuaries are the ones, uh, they're, they're the mathematical statistical geniuses that, uh, that crunch all the numbers and stats to, to determine what, you know, um, the likelihood of accidents for people, for vehicles, for homes, um, you know, the, the frequency of, of claims, the severity of claims, they, they do all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it's, uh, such pointy-headed mathematics that uh, that very few people know how to do it. And the ones that do, they they get paid extremely well. And so, um, yeah, actuaries, uh, um, actuaries, uh, it, it's, it's a mathematical scientific field where uh, if you know anybody who's really good at math and likes, likes that kind of stuff, um, yeah, they, there's a great financial future for them because they're in High demand. There's High a great demand. calling for that these days. And and absolutely, I, I had a friend that was an actuarial from the Northeast and moved down to Arkansas. He actually owns Horticare in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to him one day and he said, they don't call us estimators, Dennis. They call us actuarials. Yeah. And I said, why? He said, because we actually know the ex- the odds of you having a wreck when you get in the car and that wreck being more than this many dollars within this many miles of your house, within the, they actually have figured all that out. They actually mm-hmm. know. So when yeah, when you, yeah it was crazy how how accurate they are. Oh, you yeah, know, well, when you get a database that's big enough, yeah, 
Yeah. I'll tell you a story. So, so for years, um, you know, I started in fire underwriting. So uh, fire policies are, it's an insurance term for uh, that encompasses homeowners, liability umbrellas, boats, manufactured homes, you know, all, a lot of things like that. And so anyway, and I started in underwriting and uh, in Arkansas, we were every year, the actuaries would come down and say, you need to have, you know, massive rate increase. You're just not rate adequate. And, uh, and so um, they do that. And we'd have these, uh, when, when I got up into management, um, you know, I'd sit in on the meetings and, and there would be uh, all the agency people out there saying, you can't do that to us. We'll be, un- we'll, we won't be competitive. And, and uh, anyway, so, um, so we, um, so we, they'd end up settling for something halfway and next year, guess what? You know, they, not only do we need the other half that we didn't take, but we need more, you know? And so anyway, it was just this terrible underwriting cycle that happened for years. And, uh, in like 2009, they introduced, um, what they call a consumer rating index and all insurance companies use something like this. Now it's not a credit score. It's it, but they do take information that you can find on a credit report. They take information that they that we know about you personally from your policies, your payment history, your claim history, whatever. Now, they don't tell us agents what goes into that because our actuaries, they consider it proprietary information. They, they we think we think our models are better than the others and. And uh, anyway, a lot of companies that are smaller, they just use uh, uh, a fair Isaac score. And you don't you don't know what fair Isaac is, but a lot of people know what FICO score is, your credit score. And the FI and FICO is fair Isaac. And so they but they actually do something and it's not a measurement of your ability to pay back a loan. So it's not like a credit score. It's a it's a measurement of that predicts your loss history. And the very first time they they introduced it to us, they actually told us what was in there. And it was the weirdest combination of things. And uh, and it would be like um, number of claims involving uh, rental coverage or the number of um, uh, gasoline uh, credit cards, you know, just weird things like that. And they and and they flat out told us, like, we don't know how it works or why it works. We just know that it works. And because uh, when you take this and then you could put it in combination with that, you get a high correlation of claims to um, uh, of of uh, of that and claims history. And then you throw in all these other factors. And next thing you know, they had like 15 different factors. Or right now, it's probably like dozens of factors, you know, and uh, and it, but it's it's crazy. So they introduced that in homeowners policy, homeowners policies here in Arkansas in 2009. State Farm did. And uh, since then, our rate history has been like, flat. you know, it's like most years. I mean, if you get a little bit of a rate increase, um, you know, just the rate itself, there's so many yeah. factors that factor into it. But but the rate itself, the base rate is pretty flat. And so most years it's, it's not much more than, uh, than just the inflation increase. And so anyway, and that was what, 13, 14 years ago. And, um, well, yeah, about 13 years ago. And, uh, over the years we, we just, every year we get more and more competitive because our rates stay the same and, uh, and, and others don't cause, cause we just figured out now maybe our actuaries do have a better model than everybody else. Well, and, and it's one thing, like I say, when there's a big enough data pool, mm-hmm. they would say it's child's play. Yeah. I mean, you, you can argue with the data all day long, but when you have a hundred yeah. million examples, it's going to be 4.178356% every day, you know, <laughs> and you're yeah. like, how do you know? Well, because it's been 4.17835 and well, yeah. anyway, and these guys are you know all about, and, go ahead. And, and even, even more so. So, you know how we rate homeowners policies now? So it used to be like uh, you'd you'd have seven one nine oh nine, and then you'd look at the the fire protection rating, you know, from from the insurance services office, the the one that the the fire stations all like to use. And years ago, State Farm said well, we got better data than that. It's like we don't need to go off of that. You know, if the fire protection is good, it's going to reflect in the in the rates in an area. And so anyway, uh, so now they do they they do a zip code plus four uh, ratings. So, so your neighborhood has a rating 
and it's based on the lost history in your neighborhood. Then they go out and out and out and out and out. And the, and it's like the further out you get, the less it factors in. So this place has a rate. This has a this place has a rate. They may be slightly different, but it just uh, it just keeps on doing it. So we've we've got it narrowed down that much. I mean, I've got, I mean, um, you know, I've got more homeowners policies than I mean, we're in a six state zone, including Texas, and we're we're like top five in homeowners every year. So anyway, I mean, the, percent or just numbers? in our in our agency, I mean, just oh. just in writing homeowners policy. And so anyway, uh, so we've got a lot of data here. And uh, but yeah, I mean, they're they're that accurate that they can come up with a rate like that. And uh, and and also, you know, coming out of fire underwriter, fire underwriting, it's oh. like we've always been really, really good at writing policies properly and making sure we have enough coverage on the home and making sure we we sell the other coverages that people need. And 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 uh, and so we're we've always been extremely profitable for for State Farm. And so our rates here are like, um, you know, 10% lower than the average rate in, in Arkansas. We, we've got the best rates in the entire state. Used to be when I was in underwriting, the best rates were up in Northwest Arkansas. Really? Right now, the best rates are in Hot Springs Village. And, and part of it's because we've kept our losses low, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got a good fire department and we've got, you know, people who take care of their property. And, we, you know, there's things like that that, that factor into it. Well, and a high percentage of, of paid off homes. I know that's a factor yep. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I'll make note, I'm, I'm literally looking across the lake under the power lines at one of our units and it has a price for the, for the insurance, for that, that rental. And literally across the lake, not 300 yards, it's probably 10 to 18% different because mm-hmm. it, it literally, like you were saying, it's for, and, and I think about that and I go, but they're 300 yards apart. Yeah. But it's a 10 minute drive in a fire truck <laughs> to the other side. If you know, oh, what I yeah, mean. maybe, maybe and, 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 and there's so many different factors that factors. It, the, the, the base rate is just one thing, you know, yeah. somebody asked uh, about people come in every once in a while, like an auto It's like, Hey, my auto's getting, um, my auto's getting older. Why isn't my rate going down? It's like, well, great question. One factor. That's one factor, you know, yeah, your auto's getting older and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it costs just as much to repair it, uh, well, maybe even a little bit more, it, or maybe, uh, maybe it's easier to total it out because it's less value. Maybe, uh, may, and plus you're getting older and at your age, maybe your rates on the upslope and, uh, and, uh, you know, there's just so many different things, but if you don't believe that you're, that, that, um, if you don't believe that um, your rate is getting better because your car is getting older, try pricing a new one, yeah, and you'll yeah, see yeah. you'll see that part of the rate is getting better. But well, there's, it, there's and, dozens of factors that go into it. And when you look at car insurance from the five mile high view, the the mm-hmm. cost of my car, the the potential loss of my car has a finite number on it. Right. My health care, or that is anybody passenger or anybody I hit, has an infinite number on it. You, you know, right. the, the amount of health care it could take to to rehabilitate someone or, or you know, uh, as my dad says, uh, health care is fantastically expensive, but there is still one bargain in health care. Do you know what it is like? What is that? They will scare you to death for free. No charge. <laughs> won't even they'll give you an estimate. Won't even scare you. No, they won't even scare you for death for that. You know, well, I tell mm-hmm. you what, we need to wrap up here. Fascinating. Honestly, a lot of answers at questions I'd always wanted answered. Let me go to the next one. It it seems counterintuitive, but then it seems logical. I thought you had mentioned one time that y'all offered a, a type of financial services. I think, well, I'm doing insurance. What does insurance, which let's be frank about it is that the funds that I pay you are invested by these actuarials based on what the stock market's going to do, based on what the investments right. will do. It's mm-hmm. it's not just a, it, there's not just a magic cloud in the sky that says, okay, we're just going to bequeath these doc- dollars on you because you did or didn't win the lottery. It, it, there's a logic to it. There's, as you said, there's an actuarial to all that. Uh, but right. how does that equate into money services or financial services? Um, well, you know, um, People, people uh, who retire on a uh, set number of dollars and everything, you know, they they know how important it is to be safe with that. You know, well, and who's safer with money than insurance companies? 
And so anyway, you, you think of think of the Great Depression, you know, where the brokerage houses were were uh, were uh, going under and banks were struggling and going under. And, and uh, what what kept America's economy afloat? It was the life insurance companies, life insurance companies, because they factor in all the risk and everything. And and um, and they and didn't so, panic. Yeah. In fact, our State Farm's life insurance company, this is our 100th anniversary this year uh, for really? uh, State Farm overall. We just had a 100th anniversary celebration back in June. And our life insurance company started in 1929. Wow. Year of the Great Depression. And uh, and but the life insurance companies made it through and and uh, and kept this economy afloat. And so anyway, yeah, we've always had life insurance since 1929. We've had uh, we've had uh, health insurance in different ways, not not full medical plans, um, but we do have disability policies and hospital income policies, things like that. So anyway, and, and so uh, years ago, when I started as an agent, uh, like I said, almost 25 years ago, we started getting into other things. And so we, uh, I got registered uh, to be, to do mutual funds. And, and uh, uh, then eventually they came up, came up with variable annuities and all that. And it's kind of changed over the years. Uh, 2008, when the big crash happened, uh, we we had been doing a lot of our bigger policies with uh, uh, another insurance company that we partnered with, yeah. and uh, but they got whacked really badly with the with the financial crisis. So they broke off. The State Farm broke off the relationship with them, and uh, and so anyway, we uh, um, and then the mutual funds. You know, we we've, we've had some problems with. Um, uh, well, compliance reasons, government regulations, and all that. They 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 kept uh, back going all the way back to the Obama administration when they had a uh, um, Department of Labor rules coming out and everything, and it kind of challenged the way that that uh, independent State Farm contractors um, dealt with the company and the control that the government had over our employees who are not State Farm employees. And anyways, so they so we kind of like they kind of cut us out of mutual funds for a while. And so now we're back, uh, fully back in with mutual funds and uh, and annuity products that we uh, we've partnered with uh, for mutual funds. BlackRock, the biggest sure. money manager in the world, six no, I'm sorry, eight trillion dollars under assets, uh, assets under management. That is um, American funds. You know, the biggest uh, managed fund company in America that. Uh, consistently beat their lipper averages. I mean, just great. We have 140 funds to choose from. Um, Jackson National is our, uh, we've partnered with Jackson National for our uh, variable annuities. And, uh, you know, they're the biggest, um, biggest variable annuity company in America. And uh, so anyway, we got a man, fantastic products that we have with them. I mean, well, well let me uh, ask you, so for, so for the laity, and I consider myself mm-hmm. very much that in this instance, yep. Um, I, I could choose a wealth advisor or I could come see you. I mean, are those, are those similar or is it a different thing? There are similarities. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you go to, um, um, you know, somebody rep- represents a stock company or, you know, I mean, a stockbroking company or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Raymond James, Edward Jones, there's so many of them out there. Wells Merrill Fargo, Lynch, yeah. Merrill Lynch, you know, so many of them out there. Uh, they have access to things that I don't like, like individual stocks and uh, bonds and things like that. Uh, you know, where we're more mutual funds and annuities. They have less of an in, uh, less of an emphasis on the life insurance products and uh, and the annuity products than we do. Um, you know, we're, look, I'm 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 not trying to get anybody rich. I'm just trying to keep people from getting poor. You know, we're 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 risk managers at at, yeah. at heart. It's it's what you were saying, and I, I immediately picked up on. Yes, you can buy a specific, or someone else could buy a specific stock with a tremendous deal uh, amount more risk, and and right. th- this this is a risk averse solution that still mm-hmm. turns a reward or, or a return, right? Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. In fact, I mean, I've got I've got one product. Um, I, I can't really talk about it in a forum like this, but one product that gets you out there with uh, all the rewards of the stock market with less risk than you have in, in uh, the safest investments, you know, I mean, just because there's downside protection. Yeah. And, now, uh, now, how would I talk with you about no that? I, I would call one five Oh one. What's that number? <laughs> 501-984-4100. 
4100. Okay, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, please. No, I mean, there's just things that we can do. It's like, man, you you want uh, you want a, a great return on your money, and and uh, and we eat the downside risk for you, you know, up to a point, and uh, and don't charge you a fee for it. It's like, I mean, who wouldn't want to? Who wouldn't want to at least explore something like that? You exactly. Know? Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. And I, I got to tell you what goes through my mind here as you talk about this. I, there's a lot of talk, understandably. And I'm I'm very for it, and and I think just across the street from you uh, is uh, the village uh, hardware, okay? Yes. And we talk. You you have a similarity with them that may not be apparent to everybody, is that? But we talk about buying local. Well, mm-hmm. we're buying local, but we're working with a national company, right? Because right. village hardware work is assigned, and you're with State Farm. And, and here's the deal. I see the benefit of working with a multinational or a very, very large company. I see that. No question. Stability, you know, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I need my guy like right. you. <laughs> I mm-hmm. need I need my guy who will go and petition to the company and go, oh, here's how we do that, because this is. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to take care of Dennis here. Is that Seems what we're like talking doing about? that all afternoon long? Just, just <laughs> going back for customers, you know, for uh, claims issues or uh, underwriting issues. Yeah. Well, I heard you talking about with with the actuarials. Honestly, understanding the the inflationary causes and understanding the numbers behind that. Honestly, I, uh, when there are, and I mean literally, experts that know what it costs, they know it, not. We suspect we we actually know because we're actuarials. It's a whole mm-hmm. lot harder to argue with those people, especially when they have twenty five, thirty years of literally plus or minus a couple of percent, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you a story about that. So back when I was in uh, in in underwriting, so um, I would have I would have people call me and they'd uh, and they'd say, "Hey, um, you guys are canceling coverage on this guy." And I mean, we used to actually look at each one and we would make the decision. You know, we need to non-renew this one. We need to raise deductibles or we, something like that. And so anyway, we'd, we'd get a call from H. Oh, you can't do it to this guy. He's been a customer forever. You've got all these different policies. He's a center of influence in the community. But, but you say, don't okay, understand. Okay. This is Joe. You don't understand. You can't it's do that like, to Joe. Yeah. Let's okay. We'll uh, we'll uh, uh, send a warning letter, and uh, uh, you know, any more claims, we'll, we might don renew you or something like that. We'll go ahead and renew it. So. Uh, when they came up with that consumer rating index, the actuaries went back and they looked at all these underwriting decisions that people like me had overturned. And, uh, and they looked at the loss history in the years after those decisions. And it was horrendous. It was horrendous. I mean, it was awful. We were making the worst decisions for the company. And so, uh, and so the actuaries basically had yanked a lot of that appeal uh, ability away from us. They, uh, so they, um, um, so people call and say, Hey, can you, uh, can you fight for me? It's like, uh, you know, I might be able to, but they, you know, there's some of them, some of them I just can't, you know, it's that they, they, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I send it in. It's like, Nope, it's not eligible for appeal. And so anyway, they, uh, yeah, they really are relying on those models and, and, uh, anyway, and which is, which is kind of tough because it happens to, you know, good customers and people that yeah. we know over here and, and, uh, it's like, but, um, but it, it it reflects in the the rate stability we've had over here and the low rates we have. So yeah, we're we're not making exceptions for everybody that we used to make exceptions for, but the vast majority of people who don't have a lot of claims, they're they're benefiting from that because we're making good underwriting decisions based on algorithms and statistics and things like that. So anyway, it's uh, you know it's just it things have changed. Things are so much more scientific and 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 data analytic than they ever used to be so my dad had a quote we we have the printing company in little rock and and he said the only way you typically go broke is by doing people favors oh, you, yeah. you think well i'll just do you this one favor and i'll just do you this one favor and then mm-hmm. next thing you know everything's an exception and then the the numbers don't fit and, and somebody yeah. it's coming out of somebody's pocket right right yeah and that being said i mean there are some things that um you know i can call and uh in in some cases and i can get a better decision than what the claims adjuster or the underwriter said but it's it's harder than it used to be but it, you know it's still between me and my team you know we we go to bat for people 
all the time because you know there's lots of square pegs and round holes around here you know just in anything you do business with it's like you know i understand what you're looking at but if you look at it this way and if there's in order to make an appeal you got to have you got to have information that the underwriters or the claims adjusters did not take into account when they made their decision and there's all sorts of all sorts of opportunity somebody somebody had free water claims or something like that, but they've installed a water leak detection system in a, in a home and a shutoff system or something like that. Um, you know, that's, that's something, Hey, if you get canceled for, uh, for that activity, I mean, I've got, I've got, um, I've got that in my quiver where I can go to battle for you and say, Hey, look, yeah, yeah. I know it's been a problem in the past, but they did this. Uh, they did all this to mitigate future losses. And, uh, um, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with this policy in particular that I'm talking about, but, but I'm ready for the, uh, I'm ready for the appeal. Should, should there be any kind of adverse underwriting action? There's a, there's a factor you didn't know about. There's, there's an, yeah, yeah. yeah, they don't know about that. Well, let me tell you about a factor that not everybody else knows about. We talked about joy. It seems like you've got a lot of people working in that building these days. (laughs) What's going on now? We blew up this year. Uh, We went from six employees to 10. Um, wow. and, and one year, uh, uh, yeah, one, at uh, yeah, one time we have six trainees going on at the same time. I had, um, so yeah, I mean, we've, we've had some, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a challenge. Uh, we spent, um, uh, several months just training people, getting people licensed and all that. And, um, and, uh, yeah, there's been, you know, some of the service hiccups and everything that happens when you have people who are not experienced and, you know, we're used to having more experience than we do. And, uh, but, um, uh, that being said, you know, here it is all these months later down the road and, and, uh, and we're clicking on all cylinders and, uh, got a, uh, an employee who moved away. Uh, uh, she fell in love, moved away. She's back. She's a registered rep now, so she can help with investments. Uh, we've got, uh, so I mean, I've, got a, a, a team of 10 people and uh, I've never had never had this kind of talent in my office I mean just like to a person you know just high caliber pe- high caliber people and we're crushing we're setting office records we're uh we're among the most successful agencies in the in the in the whole six state zone and and um anyway we uh, um and so very proud of what we built here and it's the kind of it's the kind of structure that we have now where uh, people who aren't going, who aren't going anywhere anytime soon that, uh, that, you know, I can, I can do this forever. You know, I don't have to retire. If I have a team of this caliber, you know, I can, I can keep on, keep on working because it takes a lot of the stress away. I got it. But when, let me give you a little uh, pat on the shoulder here. Didn't happen overnight. It's only taken 25 years, only took 25 years, only 25 right? years. Yeah. Yeah, and I think of, of what we did now, um, and what we're doing now, and and uh, my fellow agents. You know, we we had a meeting a couple weeks ago. Little Rock's like, Mike, you were just crushing it. You're crushing it. It's like you're a rock star. And it's like, yeah, we're doing so much better than we did even like four or five years ago. It's like, but you think back four or five years ago, they were coming to the meetings and saying, Mike, you're a rock star. <laughs> so we, so we were, it's not like we went from bad to good. It's like it's like we went from from really good to really really good. So anyway. Um, well, very, very proud of what we built over here. Well deserved. Well deserved. Let me let me Thanks. we got a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Then we need to wrap up. Um, when we talked about it, and I, I'm I'm very sincere when I say this. There's a lot of people who talk about community spirit. Not everybody whoops out their checkbook. Uh, we're talking about the Boys and Girls Club Gala. What is that? Well, and, and this is a little ways off in the future. It's gonna be in March. But mm-hmm. give us a teaser. What's going on there? Yeah, so we've had this uh several years um at the Coronado Center. It's um uh, moving back to March. So we went, we went from a winter gala to a spring gala to a, uh, earlier in the spring gala. So we're back to, I think it's March 16th. Yeah. Uh, it'll be uh, at the Coronado center. We always have a, a, a really good band that plays, um, and, um, you know, a, a great dinner It's catered by uh, Gina's catering out of Benton. Uh, they are, um, big supporters of the boys and girls club there and cater all their events. And they, um, I've never, um, never had anything that they've served that has not been top notch. It's really, really good. And well, so now, now anyway, the, purpose, the purpose is what now? It is to raise funds for the boys and girls club. So, 
So our Boys and Girls Club, uh, which is located, the Cedar Mountain Club is located. Uh, just across you know, the street from you, yeah. Yeah, almost right across the street from me and just right up the road. And uh, so we've we've got uh, 75 kids that come after school, 75 to 100 kids every day. And um, actually, it's closer to 100. And in the summertime, we have like 150 kids a day. And so it's uh, after school um, and summer programs. And uh, I mean, just they do so many wonderful things. And uh, plus, we also have uh, Great Futures Daycare on uh, Carmona Road uh, right inside. Oh, I didn't that's know that. Part of, yeah. That's part of our club. Yeah. But yeah, it's over by uh, over by uh, well, Regent the Methodist Bay Church. Area. Yeah. Methodist yeah, Church. Methodist region, Church yeah. Yeah, right and, and I've got to say, for, for those that don't know, we're once again the five mile high view. I don't think, um, well, we will soon. I don't think we're going to know for decades, really the true value that the boys and girls club bring that that is a essential there there are working moms and dads we we look at people like you and I that are independently self-employed or 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 mostly or 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 retirees along the lake and we think about that well there's always families in the village and those it may be even harder for youth to have a program after that because relatively there's percentage wise so few based on the rest of the people but the boys and girls club does the lord's work in my opinion those are they wonderful really wonderful people yeah they are fantastic we uh um and i've been involved with the club for since i moved here just about and uh and um you know we've for a while there we had some pretty rough years you know it was, it was it's really hard raising funds for a facility that big and uh, so we uh, um, and we struggled, especially in the summer times when we had summer programs, expenses were up and people were out on vacation. And um, anyway, was, we joined up. It was in we, doubt for a while. It, it was. Yeah. And uh, and um, between me and, uh, you know, people like uh, Bob Smith, Rich, Rick Cash, you know, people like that, who uh, Scott DeBeer who, and Arvest Bank, those Scott, guys. Yeah, so, well, okay, so Scott came along right at um, um, right at the time where we were struggling the most, and uh, and he was a big part of of uh, getting us to merge with the with the Saline County Club, mm-hmm. which is up in Benton. And so, anyway, uh, so we we were taken in by the Saline County Club, and that was a top notch club. I mean, they, yeah. they they did so many things really really well great fundraising and all that. And so anyway, they, um, they saw potential in us and rescued our club. And, uh, you know, now, now the club is just really, really thriving. And so is the, uh, daycare a few years, a few years later, we picked up the, uh, the daycare that had been run by Good Samaritan mm-hmm. and Good Samaritan was trying to get out of the daycare business. It's not their forte. It's like, well, it's not our forte either, but, <laughs> but, it, but it's not the only daycare that in the boys and girls club system. So it's like, it's been done before. So let's see if we can do it. And they, they do it a great, great job and a very valuable job uh, for uh, uh, parents of, of really young kids. And so anyway, and there's plenty of them here in the village. I mean, well, my, they, my grandbabies they, go there. My twin daughter, grandbaby. Oh, really? I oh, awesome. Twins, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've got like seventy-five kids there. So yeah. anyway, it's it's, it's, a, it's a top-notch big. place. It is. Well, I yeah. tell you what, and we need to wrap it up, man. So happy to have you. I, this this seems like a day that needed to be coming for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just. Um, put it off too long, I guess. No, 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 no problem. Five zero one nine eight four four one hundred forty one hundred. And I, honestly, I I think what people I, need. I to say know, that as an old field artillery guy is like a. It's like an old field, field artillery. You got, you got to say your numbers separately, you know, four one hundred. <laughs> so anyway, well, I, I tell don't you say what. I don't say nine or eight four though. I just you don't say, say nine. nine or eight four. Yeah, yeah, I don't say nine or anymore, but I do. I do the uh, four one hundred. Yes, four one hundred. Well, because nine or eight hundred sounds like you're an airline pilot or something. Yeah, yeah nine or eight four four one hundred. <laughs> For our good friends at, at State Farm, just across from Sonic. Um, we're going to come back in a minute. i got more to talk with you about. We'll be back next time. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.